Just a quick disclaimer, any advice I give on this podcast is just my own personal advice. It may or may not work for you. These episodes are more of a rough outline to self-improvement, not a step-by-step guide. I will never make an episode on something I haven't improved upon or gone through myself. Do you feel lost in love, friendship, and life in general? Do you feel like you need a change? Well, that's where a loser's life advice comes in. A podcast where I, Dylan Matthew, discuss topics from dating to using substances in social situations. And don't worry about this being the usual toxic alpha male content that you normally see in the self-improvement world. I provide realistic advice based on how I've improved in various areas of my life as a former self-described loser. I will never give advice on a subject I haven't improved upon or gone through. So, you're now in the real world, and none of your school friends hang out anymore. It's then that you realize you only had these friends due to circumstance. In this episode of A Loser's Life Advice, I'm going to tell you my experiences with making and losing friends, as well as teaching you how to make new friends, not by circumstance, but in a more proactive way. What's up, guys? It's me, Dylan Mathiot, for another episode of A Loser's Life Advice Podcast a podcast where I talk about giving advice uh, to all y'all and talking about my experiences. And all of it is in a more realistic, but also at the same time, non-toxic kind of way. Um, And yeah, this is the fifth episode, my guys. Um, I have some things to talk about that aren't related to specifically the podcast, but my YouTube channel, quick plug for that. If you're only listening to this and you haven't checked out my YouTube channel yet, it's starting to pop the fuck off a little bit. But it's uh, Dylan's Journey. My name is spelled D-Y-L-A-N, so Dylan's Journey on YouTube. Um, Recently, my most recent video that I posted about incel culture kind of blew my channel up, not like a ton. But I I looked at my stats from before that, and it went like, just like to the fucking moon. Yo, Dogecoin to the moon, my guys. (laughs) Um. Yeah, anyway, uh, so, yeah, it's like, I went from two subscribers to seven subscribers, and now, like, that video has more views than all my other videos combined, pretty much. It has almost 200 views now, and I only just started the channel. I mean, I started the channel back in April, but I didn't really start really, really uploading until this year. Um, only at the beginning of this month, so it's only been like four videos or so um, since the beginning of this month, and I'm starting to like gain some traction. I just got to make sure I keep my shit up because that's the one thing. Uh, my girlfriend is keeping me keeping me in line as far as like uploading. She's like, what did you do for your, your goal today? Uh, and I'm just like, you know. Um, I, drank, I drank my coffee, sat at my desk, and... Um, you know, organized my Google Calendar. Yeah, that's not actually... Well, I mean, the productivity part of it, I'm planning on when I film these and record these and everything like that, but... And uh, lick these nuts. So anyway... <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I've been doing at least trying to do one productive thing per day, even if it's not about the podcast or the video. But 
keeping myself focused on goals is keeping me focused on goals if you kind of catch my drift there. So without further ado, let's actually get into what we're talking about today, and that is making new friends, but not in the way that you might think. Um, you know how you've been in school or you're at work, and you become friends, especially in school with these people, like best friends, and they may have similar interests to you and stuff like that. So it's like, that's the prime way to make friends. It's like, you don't have to go out and seek them. They're just in your fucking class or in your workplace where you have to be with them. And it's it's not really like, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing, but also if once you're out of school uh, and you're only working uh, and those people don't really hang out with you or anything like that, you don't have any like, true out-of-work friends if you don't go out and seek it per se not necessarily seek it but you have to go places and I know a lot of people myself included before I started going out to karaoke don't do that or didn't do that and it's it's honestly if you really want to have a happier life you have to like be around people um you can't just isolate yourself that's what I've learned um and even if you, like, even just seeing your family can get, like, you know, depressing sometimes. Not that you, family isn't important. You'll be even more depressed if you don't see your family at all. But friends make your life a lot better, especially if they're the type of friends that are, like, good for you. Like, you're non-toxic. They're, like, chill and, like, they don't have to be, like, agreeable because that's not always the best case. They can, like, knock you back a peg if you're, like, being too stupid, you know what I mean? But also, it's, like, they're also chill most of the time if you're not doing anything that requires them to knock you back a peg. Um, speaking of pegging, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, man, uh, sipping my coffee from my mug that my girlfriend got me for Christmas. Thank you. Thanks, baby. Um... Yeah, uh, so, man, uh, let's get into the beginning uh, of, like, talking about, like, all of my friends, all my best friends that I've had throughout the years, and, like, kind of how, like, I've progressed throughout that time. So, starting off, uh, this, this part's gonna be, this is another part that's, like, kind of scripted or whatever, because it was in a video. <laughs> YouTube channel, check it out, bitches. Anyway, so, yeah, growing up, I was never really considered one of the popular kids in quotes um, because popularity is very, like, it's somewhat subjective. I mean, there is definitely some objectivity. Like, the more people that you hang out with, the literally more popular you are. You're more populous. There's more people around you. But I was never one of the popular kids. Uh, I did have friends. It's just, like, my friend group always consisted of people from all backgrounds and we were never part of a specific clique like the popular kids never f like even bothered with us like they didn't bully we didn't get bullied but also we didn't like weren't included in like parties and shit like that that they went <laughs> that they had um so yeah the whole way from kindergarten to my senior year of high school it was pretty much this way um I was friends with like emo kids I was friends with jocks I was friends with band kids, chorus kids, theater kids, orchestra kids, 
um, like kids that were just like me who like didn't actually belong to any group, but like my group was just very diverse. I feel like, um, so my first best friend that I ever had, his name was Ian. Um, we became friends in first grade and I, uh, admittedly was, okay, this is a, uh, a revealing moment. Dylan was a little bit of a bully back in first grade, but like little kids don't have filters. So I feel like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was a bit of a bully towards specifically him. Like I was never a bully towards anyone else. Um, and I mean, he like, as far as I know, he took it on the chin most of the time and he stayed my friend since we were so tight. Um, next year, uh, he moved away. So I lost my best friend after only a year. <laughs> um, I, st I remember a specific part where I bullied him about wearing a Winnie the Pooh shirt because uh, it is, I feel like it's kind of justified, I feel like, in my mind now because, like, we used to bag on Winnie the Pooh being for, like, babies. Considering we were, like, little kids at that point, we were, like, six, seven years old. Um, we had some big cojones uh, talking about Winnie the Pooh being for babies. But, I mean, like, he agreed, too. But then, like, I guess his parents, like, didn't really know that he was talking smack about Winnie the Pooh. So they just, like, hey, wear this Winnie the Pooh shirt. And admittedly, he was probably terrified of me, like, making fun of him for wearing it. But I did. And, like, I just remember a girl coming up to me in our class was like, hey, that's not funny. Don't make fun of him. I'm like, oh, that made me feel like a piece of shit, which I probably was. But I was a first grader. We were all first graders. So, like, I feel like in the in the grand scheme of things, it didn't really matter. But, yeah, I, that's one specific thing I remember being a bully about. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't really have a best friend up until about fifth grade. Um, that was when I met my friend Jordan or he went by JT. Sometimes I think he still goes by JT because his middle name starts with a T. Um, yeah, I met Justin. It's, um, my best friend was Justin Timberlake. Um, yeah, JT baby. I'm bringing sexy bag. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I was friends with uh, JT. Um, he was like, I feel like he's the friend that like I was the closest with ever. Uh, we were basically inseparable because we uh, we played football together in fifth grade. Uh, and I think maybe sixth grade, maybe he quit football sixth grade, but I played fifth and sixth grade. Those are the only two years I played football. But we had like inside jokes and shit like that. We did like a concert, not a concert, but we were in like, the school's Christmas assembly doing a Christmas rap with two of my other friends. Um, like we had these, that one inside joke was when we were playing football, we were at, we were at an away game and the zero sort of looked like a, a staple because like it was one of those, uh, like kind of analog light up, uh, scoreboards and stuff like that where it wasn't like a screen per se, but it was just lights to form the letters and one of the lights was out on the zero so it looked like a staple so we just said staple o and for some reason we thought that was funny as fuck so we've always said staple o and i think he still probably remembers that to this day because i sometimes still see this dude out at like the bars because he's a, a bar scene kind of guy um not for the reasons i am because he never does karaoke he just goes out there to party with his friends that he has now that uh, i actually knew them from high school too but like it was around the beginning of high school when we started to drift apart. We had different classes, different interests. He became more of like a popular kid. 
Um, but yeah, uh, so while in early high school, I met a kid named Curtis. Uh, it was in, he lived in my grandparents' neighborhood, and we were always in our at our grandparents' house when our mom was working. So like, especially during the summer. Uh, we would be over there jumping on the trampoline, and we one day we were out in the front yard doing something around the tree in her front yard, and uh, Curtis and his mom walked by, and they had badminton rackets. So she was like, hey, why don't you guys uh, hang out together and maybe just play some badminton in the backyard or whatever in the front yard? And we're like, okay. And granted, this kid was like four years younger than me, so I was, I was in like maybe ninth grade or tenth grade, so that means he would be in either fifth or sixth grade. But like, we were just like, all right, cool. So me and my brother started chilling with him. We made up like a, we almost instantly became good friends just because like we had uh, like very childish humor, like filthy humor. Um, I still have filthy humor, but I feel like I've refined it a little bit, you know, as, as refined as filthy humor can be. Hello, no bitches, Porter. It is me, Severus Snape. <laughs> you like my impression of Snape? No. But yeah, um, so we became fast friends because like we made up, we like made up songs together at the very beginning and they were dirty songs and shit like that. So lots of things we did together like that. Curtis became the friend that I had the longest as far as like best friend, um, lasting to past when I graduated high school. Uh, some of the things we did, we played Yu-Gi-Oh together. We jumped on my grandparents trampoline. We made slash watched YouTube videos. Uh, we hung out at the creek near our grandparents' house. We played video games together. And we would just like, we would, we would also just like play uh, like computer flash games and stuff like that. That was like the glory days of like, that was back when like, okay, so if, you, if you're around my age or you were around the internet around that time, it was like peak 2010 internet. Like, Ray William Johnson, like, um, Tourette's guy, like, shit like that, kind of, like, it's nostalgic from, like, high school era for me, like, early high school. But, yeah, that was, like, that, that those are some of the best times I had with, like, a friend as far as, like, a childhood friend. And once Curtis was in, like, late high school, we kind of just stopped seeing each other as much since we were both focused on our own path because he was going to go to like technical school and I was just doing my job and shit like that, that I had then. And for a long while afterward, I didn't really consider anyone my best friend until around 2018 when I met a guy named Ron at my first time doing karaoke. Um, my first time doing karaoke was probably back in like maybe early to mid 2018 uh because my mom and my mom's boyfriend uh were like hey let's go out to the bar and it just happened to be karaoke they may have known ahead of time because maybe they were trying to get me into it but i'm thankful that they did because maybe i wouldn't have gone out to karaoke ever and my social life would be just like in the in the shitter so i really thank you guys <laughs> but i was super fucking nervous to sing but like i this is before i could really like be confident enough to sing like harder stuff stuff like R&B where it's like a lot of like runs and stuff like that but yeah um then like I got up and sang a whole bunch of rock songs that were like super easy to sing like Under the Bridge stuff like that from Red Hot Chili Peppers um and Ron 
liked that I sang rock songs since he was an older guy. He's like around my mom's age, maybe like a year younger. Um, we didn't really talk too much at first. He was just like, hey, that was really good, dude, because I did like Hot for Teacher one time. And that's one of his songs that he sometimes does now. Um, so we didn't really, like I said, we didn't really talk too much at first, but like then we started talking more often whenever I went because I went by myself eventually because I loved it so much. And we did slowly, but then really rapidly built a friendship around our love for karaoke because I didn't know that he was only starting karaoke like not very long before I did. So basically for almost four years, Fast forward four years later, we were the fucking karaoke kings of our city. Um, I'm not even, like, exaggerating. If we went to a karaoke spot, people were, like, they they knew who we were. It was pretty obvious that, like, we were there for karaoke. And even to this day, if I go, even just by myself, there's people that are, like, that I've never seen before. Well, I've definitely seen them, but also I was either drunk or... Or, like, I just only ever saw them once and I don't remember them in the sea of faces. But, like, they're like, hey, you did karaoke last time. You did pretty damn good. And I'm like, I like, I don't pretend to know them, but I'm like, ah, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, I don't want to seem like an asshole. Um, that's, the, uh, that's the perks of uh, being uh, famous at karaoke. No, I'm just kidding. Don't get a swelled head, Dylan. Um, the only time I get a swelled head is when I get a bump. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there goes the dirty humor like I talked about. But yeah, um, so it was basically so super rare to see us apart at the bar karaoke. Um, if I was out without him or if he was out without me, they'd be like, yo, where's the other one? Like, it was like peanut butter and jelly, except we weren't sandwiched. Um, we were separate in our own jars, but also at the same time, we were always next to each other in the cupboard. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, so he was almost like a mix of a best friend and a mentor all at once. See, since he was like an older dude and he had more experience in life, he basically helped me gain the confidence with, with women and singing songs outside my comfort zone. Um, so like I really thank him for that. Um he he's he always pushed me to talk to to girls and like a lot of the times I still didn't do it but like eventually I like I kind of learned my own way once he left. Uh so yeah, here's the story about him leaving. So in October of 2021, he moved away to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina to pursue his dream of well, living at the beach. Uh, he had found a job down there and he had found a place down there and he was like, he was like all in. He's like, I want to fucking move down there. And I think that was a great decision because he's super happy right now. But like once he left, it was a little difficult going out to karaoke just by myself because like you want to like seem like you have friends, but also at the same time, it's like, I did have friends. It's just, they weren't as consistent as Ron, you know? Eventually, I did gain some new friends, and one particular friend uh, I'll talk about in a little bit that I do go out to karaoke with now. He's like my new Ron, except that he's not as old, and he's not my really my mentor per se. But yeah, anyway, so it was a bittersweet last karaoke night, but I do see him still once a month since he found a girlfriend, a nice job, and lives right on the beach. Um... And he comes up once a month with her, and we'll see 
well, I don't know why I worded that so weird. But anyway, yeah, it was like, I do see him once a month. He comes up here with his girlfriend, Donna, and uh, they they sing, they both sing karaoke, so it's it's fun. And I met so many cool people due to the exposure to the world of karaoke that I wouldn't have been able to find these places and have the confidence to even go to new places without Ron because he introduced me to, like, several other bars and like then we started really going around and expanding our karaoke horizons and like I never would have met some of the cool DJs like Sid some of the cool bartenders like Joey and some of the cool places like Yorgos or Altana Altana rest in peace they don't do karaoke anymore but Sid does it at 551 West now so yeah um if you don't know any of these places you're not from Lancaster Pennsylvania <laughs> which <laughs> that was bad um so, yeah, uh, nowadays, my my actual best friend is my girlfriend, Abby. Um, if you don't really, if you don't consider your significant other your best friend, then your relationship might not meet its full potential. Not saying that you have to consider them like your pal, but also like they kind of have to be like your best friend if you want the relationship to really work for you and them because... If you're just in it for their looks and you don't really like explore like doing shit together, like it's just it's superficial. Um, I've I've learned this just throughout being with my girlfriend for going on next month, it'll be seven months now. Um But I'm not here to get into the dynamics of a relationship, at least in this podcast. But I as far as like actual like buds, not like romantic partners. I would consider uh, Peter, uh, who I met at karaoke quite a few months ago now, but I saw him even when Ron was still around um, because I remember him coming up to me at karaoke one night because people at his table, this was at Marion Court on a Saturday, people took his table, I think he was by himself um, because he used to only sit by himself most of the time at karaoke if I remember correctly and sometimes one of our other friends, Sean, that like, we had a mutual friend with Sean, but, like, we never really sat with him. But I remember seeing him just, like, in the corner over there near the karaoke dude. And, like, he would... I would be like, oh, that guy's pretty cool. And he always seemed to, like, really enjoy Ron singing, like, uh, rock songs, like Tool. So, like, I didn't really know him too well. But then he came over. He was like, hey, can I sit with you? I'm like, sure, why not? Because, like, I'm I'm not going to be a dickhead. And he didn't seem like he was a weirdo. So I was just like, all right, cool. And then, I mean... I figured out his name wasn't actually Peter. His name is Josh, but there's a story that he, like one of the older DJs that used to, one of the DJs that used to uh, DJ there, Jay, who's actually one of my better friends that I have that I've known for even longer than Peter. Um, he he was he used to be the DJ there, and then he he was like, there's already so many Joshes because Jay's real name is Josh, and there was other Joshes. He's like, I'm just gonna call you Peter because you look like a Peter, and Peter went with it. And I don't even call him Josh. I've called him Peter because ever since knowing him, uh, he's always gone up to karaoke and done things as the name Peter. And it was kind of against his choice, but at the same time, he obviously goes with it nowadays, and it's his choice to keep going with it. So, like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like bad that I call him Peter. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I know his his name is Josh. He probably wouldn't mind me calling him Josh, but it would feel weird at this point to call him anything other than Peter. 
but yeah, he sat with me. We kind of like made a connection, and now he's everywhere I go, pretty much, uh, just like Ron was. And he is older than me by like ten years instead of like twenty five years, like Ron, or twenty four years, like Ron is. But sorry, Peter has become pretty much my best friend. That's not my romantic partner, and I've met some cool people through him. And he's met some people through me, so like, it's, it's, it's just awesome. And now, whenever I'm out, it's like the same thing with Ron. If I'm out, Peter's out. If Peter's out, I'm out. And people question when we're not together. So yeah, um, so there are some, so, like, if you want to know more about the dating apps, yeah. Uh, I don't know why I said that, because that's just, like, in the script of my video, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was in the script, so I might cut that out, but if I don't, fuck it. It's a podcast. Um, so, now, I don't know if you've noticed, but there are two separate ways that I've made friends in my life. The first one is how most people, introverts included, make friends in the early stages of their lives. I'm going to call it Friends by circumstance. It's exactly how it sounds. Uh, I did talk about this a little bit at the beginning. So when you're basically forced to be in a classroom or workplace with someone, eventually, if they have similar interests as you, you're more likely to become friends. But the other one, and the one I'm going to help you with in this video, is what I'll call friends by action. It's when you go outside of your comfort zone and eventually meet people who are also into the same stuff that you are. There's also some other details that I'll outline in the steps portion that I'm going to do next to making new friends. But in essence, if you're not really forced to be in places with anyone, but you do go out of your way to go to places that interest you, you'll meet some people who do the same stuff as you do, and you'll become friends with them most likely. So what are my personal steps? Like these are like These are my personal steps on how to proactively make new friends when you're not forced to be around people um, that I've learned since I graduated from high school. Um, I never went to college. Uh, we'll talk about that some other time probably. But starting with the first step, uh, first of all, you have to think about what your interests are, then find activities around your area that could be fun to try, even if you're not trying to make friends at that point. So if you like music like myself, you try karaoke, open mic nights, or going to concerts, or joining like a local like chorus group or something like that if you want to. So like anything like try try to audition for musicals, like whatever. Anything that you want to do, even if it's not related to music, that's just like my thing. Um, then next, you just go out and do it. Uh, if you have any anxiety, if you have any anxiety. If you have any anxiety about going out, try going with someone that you trust, like a family member or existing friend, um, like I did with my mom and uh, her boyfriend, Jim. Um, the first couple times, you may not feel super comfortable talking to people, so just I suggest just like going with the flow. Uh, excuse me. If you feel a connection to someone, great. If not, just keep on keeping on with that activity. Don't force anything. That's that's my big thing. The biggest thing I've learned is like the biggest thing I've learned about being likable, which makes people gravitate towards you, 
in general. So you will sort of not have to do too much active work at this time. The most active part you have to do at this point is going out and doing it without, even if you have anxiety. Because like if you have anxiety, that's a big job. Like it's like a work, it's work to just go out and do shit. But once you're out there, it's like, don't force it. it. But the biggest thing about, I've learned about being likable to like even attract people to you so you don't have to do as much work is to just never act desperate. This is like for love and for friendship. So if you're like looking, if you're out looking for love or anything like that, just like don't act like you're looking for it. Um, is just never, so like never act desperate and always make others feel liked. It's not all about you. And if you always talk about yourself, you can talk about yourself. Like it's just not all the time and don't interrupt people. Yeah, you can't do that or make yourself the center of attention all the time. Um, people can detect that shit like a mile away. Um, I think I've taught myself how to like not interrupt people or be like, you know, like bad at like <laughs> looking desperate and shit like that. Like stop, stop that. Stop it right now, bad boy <laughs> or girl, whatever. Kofifi, fucking. I'll still always wonder what the fuck that dude was trying to tweet with that. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So like next, you just try to find one person to really get to know. Once you get more acclimated with the environment, um, don't try to do all a whole bunch of people at once unless you think you're ready for that. Because like. Finding one genuine friend will eventually lead to other genuine friends, and that person becomes your best friend eventually, most likely. So if one person really seems to connect with you, keep going to that place where that person is. Get like their contact info so you can plan other outings in the future. Um, next, get to know what other places and activities that person likes to go or do, or go to or do, and share other hobbies and places with them as well so like kind of like what I do with Ron and Peter so for instance my friend Ron introduced me to other bars that did karaoke besides the two that I normally went to and now that I'm I'm the I'm like the one introducing uh, people to new places like Peter and I mean he introduces me to new people not as many new places per se but like he's he's a karaoke veteran it's just like I feel like, you know, I I don't have more experience doing karaoke than he does, but, like, I think together we can, like, form the perfect duo of, like, getting to know people and also getting to know new places. So, and if all goes well, you'll eventually gain more confidence, you'll meet more people at these new places, and it will just snowball from there. And like I said, just remember to never seem too full of yourself, no matter how popular you get. My motto is to always stay humble, but also never sell yourself short when it comes to what you think makes you a good person or what your talents are. I know that I can sing well and I pick up instruments quickly, but no matter how many times I get like recognized or praised at karaoke... I never like let it get to my head. At least I try not to. There's some bit of ego that lets me like, it's like, oh yeah, that, that validation is really nice because I didn't get <laughs> too much validation as a kid from my mom. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that's probably the main reason I do like getting validation from singing and shit like that because like I never really, 
Oh, well, this isn't a therapy session, but it kind of is for me because it's like talking out loud. I got to remember that this is not just for you guys, but also for me to like, you know, vent my frustrations kind of from the past because it like bubbles up eventually, but that's beside the point. Um, so yeah, I know I can do that. Like I, I never really look down on people either, even if they seem weird or like there are people that I will like avoid because they are very creepy and they've been shown, they've shown, they've been known to actually act on those creepy intentions and stuff like that. So it's like, those are the people I really do stay away from with. But like, other than that, um, I don't ever look down on people and I just act rational and like a normal human being. So many people get a big head and go from confident, which is good, to cocky. <laughs> Cock. Uh, which makes you seem more superficial. Although this ironically leads to more associates, but less actual friends because you're popular as far as the number of people that you're hanging out with, but the quality of friends goes down because they only like you for your talent and your popularity. Uh, but I'll talk about ego and my experiences and theories on why people who become famous out of nowhere seem to become assholes in another episode. Um, so yeah, this is like almost the end of the podcast here. So it is a little over half an hour. It's longer than my last two episodes, at least. I think I've kind of like narrowed it down to a concise point where I'm not rambling for almost an hour. Although I'd like to do ones that are longer. Um, I'd like to get guests on sometime. I probably need to get a second mic for that, but you know. And I hope that if you really want to meet new people in a more proactive way, that this episode of the podcast helped you with the motivation to just go and do it. If you take anything away from this video, I hope it's to one, just go to places, two, go with the flow, and three, do not try too hard. Um, and yeah, that's about it for this episode of the podcast. Um, make sure to rate the podcast on whatever you're listening on. Um, and make sure to follow on whatever you're listening on. And also make sure to answer if you're specifically on Spotify, answer the poll or the and the question and or the question that I put on specifically Spotify because I uh, upload these through Anchor, which Spotify owns. So yeah, um, and make sure to check me out on YouTube as well at Dylan's Journey, bro. Um, if you want more concise self-help advice. And uh, this is actually the first week where both of the video and the podcast line up as far as topics go. I'm going to try to do that because before I wasn't doing a podcast and a episode or an episode of the podcast and a video uh, simultaneously as far as like the topic because I had already made a video beforehand and I only started doing the podcast this year. But yeah, I think I, I now I've caught up. So this Thursday, uh, it's Monday right now. So this Thursday, this will be out. Um, so yeah, I will see you guys next week.